0: I thought I had no notes for a second because so I didn't have a phone. <clears throat> Sorry for you people who haven't heard from me yet. You'll get all excited because you don't have a chance to fall asleep right when your head nods. I'm done. Time to go. Let's get out of here. Uh, the, <laughs> the first uh, Verse I want to use, uh, this is the verse where we got um, our name from, basically. It's 1 Timothy 1.19. This church is called the Lighthouse of Faith. Um, and that's because we want to keep people from wrecking, shipwrecking their faith on the shores of life. Oh, here it is. Holding faith and go- and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. So our job is to help them to keep their eyes on faith, right, and a good conscience. The good conscience is the conscience that we got in Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says that he's greater than our hearts, right? Even when our hearts condemn us, he's greater than our hearts. 2 Peter one nineteen uh, is the next verse, 13, sorry, 13, which I apologize everybody because I just realized right now that I gave none of these to Cassidy, so she's scrambling to get these apologies. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder. Now, this is the verse that I always use when I'm going to repeat myself a lot. Or I repeat the message because I mean is I don't want you guys to think I'm just going over the same things I always go over. But at the same time, I don't want us to forget. I don't want us to forget where our conscience comes from and that who, who we need to have our eyes on and where our faith needs to be. Right. Matthew six to, uh sorry, 22 to to 23. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if your eyes clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unclear, your whole body will be full of darkness. Therefore, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Um, one uh, translation I like, in this is the King James translation. I don't know if you have it up on your phone or nothing, no, Kalani? so that he can read it. But anyway, at the beginning it says, uh, the light of the body is the eye, but with these and thou's you know. Therefore, if thine eye is single, and that's the part that... Uh, that I want to focus in on with that is that um, the way that you keep the, eye, the 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 body full of light is if your eye is on Jesus Christ, if your eye is single. But when it gets on anything else, it seems like all the darkness rushes in. But this darkness is just a it's just a feeling. I mean, it's not necessarily you haven't lost Jesus if you lose focus. So I don't want anybody to condemn themselves. There's no now no longer any condemnation in Christ Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> But, but you can feel so full of darkness when you just look away for a second. You know, sometimes you can feel like, oh, shoot, the heavens are brass and I lost everything and I can't even talk to God anymore. But it's a lie. You have him and you can just get your eyes on him and fill your whole body with light. Just keeping your eyes on him and focused on him. Um, Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. This is kind of a lot of them, so she might take a minute, but I'll just start reading them. Uh, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? I want to just stop there for a second to say this part where it talks about saints, that's not not holy dead guys. That's us who have believed. That's why he says, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? Right after the saints part. See? So... When, when he's talking about that, that's what he's talking about, you. He's telling you all the good things that you have because you can't walk in what you don't know you have, right? But you have a lot of things that God has given you, poured out for you. Basically, he said everything pertaining to life and godliness. Not a lot of things, not a few things, not the best things. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is yours in Christ Jesus. Um, so according to his the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all these things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What's awesome about this also is that he said he gave him all authority, right? And I've heard people speak that, you know, Jesus has all authority. You don't kind of thing. You know, hey, Jesus is so above everything, but you ain't. Um, but it also in another scripture, which I should have put in here so you guys could look at it and believe me, but hopefully you believe me. He says that he has seated us with him in heavenly places. So he's seated, but we're seated with him in heavenly places, right? So this authority is what he wants us to operate. That's the reason why we're still on earth. If we weren't supposed to operate in the authority of God, cause people to, the, the, the sick to be healed, the dead to be raised, Whatever Jesus did, we're supposed to do. If we weren't, then we just get saved and blast off. There's no more need for us to be here, right? I mean, maybe if you count evangelism, which is what a lot of the church is doing, they're evangelizing, which is good, which is great. There's a lot of people who are doing that. But then that's that's where they stop. And then the other thing is sometimes it's hard to evangelize someone if you're just going to argue with them and not show them any power, right? So we want to be those who walk like Jesus walked, right? That's all. Not like... We're not trying to say, hey, I want to be better than everybody else. We just want to walk like Jesus walked. Uh, sometimes it seems to people that we're prideful if we want to walk in miracles and signs and wonders and stuff like that. But that's what Jesus did. And he said, follow me, right? He said, what's it to you? Follow you, follow me. So I'm going to stay in my lane. I don't know what those guys are going to do. All right, Ephesians 4:13. I think, yes. Until, oh, this is a. I forgot the pertaining verse above it. I probably should have put it on there, but to give you an idea what what's going on. But the purpose is that what we're here as fivefold ministry and all this stuff is to until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you know, I've said before, and Kalani said that we're working ourselves out of a job. What we want to do is for you guys to walk like Jesus walked and not have need of us because you're freaking, you know. Walking on water, casting out demons, um, pushing other people down under the water. No, lifting other people up, right? When they fall, you lift them up. You believe with them. You stand beside them. You help them get up when they feel like they can't get up on their own, right? You don't be like, oh, you need help? Oh, get out. You should have believed in something, brah. You know, Don't. let's not do that. Let's not be those guys. I, I don't know if I've met any, but they're out there. All right. First Timothy 6, 12 to 13 is fight the good fight of faith. So what's the good fight? It's a fight of faith. Just like the beginning when we said holding on to faith, right? This is the thing. This is the battle, okay? Everything that comes at you, it's all the same answer. Trust in Jesus, faith in Jesus, hope in Jesus, right? It's all the same. It's real easy. A lot of people make it complicated. So... Um, Somebody does something horrible to me, what do I do? Faith in Jesus. He's already made me more than enough, right? And I don't care what they think about me because he said, I love you enough to die for you, right? Oh, and, then if they, uh, and then if I do something wrong, if I slip and fall, faith in Jesus because he knew I was going to do that before he came to die for me, right? It's not like I caught him like he was, oh, shoot, I didn't know you were going to do that. Oh, my Lord, I didn't even pay for that. I told him not to slap me that one last time. Well, oh, they didn't put the, you know, it's it's all paid for. It's all taken care of. Um, whatever your problem, whatever your need is, Jesus is the answer. Um, and so I do want to keep hammering that in to look at him, have your faith in him. So that's your go-to, like your automatic, okay, what, something happened. I lost my peace for a second. Basically, at Christian Life, what I want for you guys to do is be walking in peace at all times. Peace and joy and all the good things that God has for you. And if for a second it's not there, that's when you say, whoa. I must not have my eye single, right? I must not have my eye on Jesus. Something's getting in between me and looking there. Not between you and him because there, nothing can stand in the way. It's got a blast out of there. But sometimes if you look in the wrong place, you think something's there and it's causing you to stumble. But you don't need that. You can live in the joy and the fullness of what he gave to you. And I'm glad that these phones are not projecting up here because you guys would have saw a notification. That would have been ridiculous. All right. <laughs> First, uh, so the rest of that. Let me say is take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. I, I say that because we had a worship service at Karina's house acoustic and I put the words up on the screen and it was from my phone and <laughs> stuff would come down. People would call and it'd be like the whole thing gone. <laughs> um, so where was I take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you were made. You made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who is his testimony before Pontius, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. I see that what I was bringing out with these two is the good confession, a good confession twice. This is a good way to get your eyes back on. If you're off, make the good confession. Um, and that, what does he say before that? Um, oh, that's about which that you make the good confession is the eternal life that that you have been called to. Right. Right there. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession. It's a good confession because you're confessing Christ Jesus. You're confessing that I'm saved, that I'm free, that I'm delivered because of what he did, not because of what I do or did or will do. And then Jesus Christ made the good confession before Pontius Pilate, which is later, which I believe when he told him, I am truth. Because he said, what is truth? I am truth. Because he is the truth, the way, and the life, right? So. My challenge or what uh, Pastor Kalani tells me to say, um, give you a practical application is, if I was going to put it, sum it up in probably three points, I guess, is to keep your eyes on Jesus. And if you feel like you're trying that, but if feelings get in the way, then that's when you start to speak. You start to speak. And what you do is you're your your best preacher, right? You're the closest one to your ears. Then you hear what you're speaking, and the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So you speak the word of God because it also says by the word of God. And so then you speak it, and then it changes your mind, which changes your feelings. Because I don't want you to be suffering. I'm not saying um, live like I'm happy when it sucks, no, or when life feels bad or when I don't feel like it. I'm saying God can turn that around if you make the good confession. You confess about those things which are good that God has made true for you so that you can experience them, because that's what you're supposed to be walking in on this earth, right? We're supposed to be ambassadors of heaven on earth. If I go by somebody, they're supposed to get a whiff of heaven, not a whiff of, you know, there's a lot of other things. Um, so, and I want them to be uh, experiencing, knowing that I'm walking with Jesus and he's walking with me, and say, hey, what you got? Because I want some. Whatever it is, it's really nice. I would like to have some, right? Or even healing people. That's going to help people to want to have Jesus, right? That's all I got for you today.